Hey, baby, happy Memorial Day. <laughs> hey, baby, happy holidays, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Bay Bay Baseball Podcast. This is your host, Clayton and Proda. And I'm Tyler Hall. And this is Bay Bay Baseball. Hey, Bay Bay, what's going on out there? We're having a beautiful, beautiful Memorial Day. I mean, wow, what a great day. It's been a beautiful weekend. Absolutely. I've been. I've been biking around the A-Bay Bay. I went, I rode from Oakland to Marin this, this weekend. Absolutely stunning. I, I spent uh, most of the weekend so far day drinking in San Francisco parks. So it's been amazing. <laughs> day drank at Chrissy Field Saturday, a little Palace of Fine Arts action for good measure. And then yesterday was at the Conservatory of Flowers for a couple hours. Oh. Um, social distance brews. We are really just killing it and as far as Bay Area beauty on the weekend, I, I'd have to say. Um, haters get at us. Um, what, are the, what are your beautiful spots you've been in the Bay this weekend? Tweet at us. Um, yeah, so just thinking about baseball, missing baseball this weekend. But sounds like we're moving towards a little bit here and there of talks between, uh, between you know, the owners and the players. Are we going to get out there? How, how safe can we make it? And uh, let's hopefully that we can just have a safe return to this sport, at least in a little bit. Yeah, you know, I, I think it will happen. The players are kind of put into a corner right now to figure out if they want to try to make it work or not. So uh, whether you think it was fair that they were put in that position is a whole nother hour podcast probably. But yeah, I mean, hopefully we get some baseball soon. Talked to a lot of people who are pretty confident that it will will have some kind of baseball and there's no better baseball than Bay Bay baseball. So. Absolutely. I was, uh, I was just saying that it's really smart. And I, I think I might have to build a Holy Toledo sign in the backyard just in case I can't make the stadium. I got to light it up myself, do a little trash can bang in the backyard during the Astros series, you know? Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. I guess I won't be spending that much money on beer at the stadium. Yeah. You know, like I've actually saved a lot of money so far. <laughs> uh, if you compare like my April and May to last April and May, I've uh, saved a lot of money. Although I would wonder if I can consume more beer if I drink all day versus if I drink in the evening. Cause I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not gunning it like I'm at the bar, but, uh, yeah. You know, beer per hour. How many BPHs? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll have to uh, maybe get together, see if anyone wants to join us, uh, do a, one of the a Babe Ruth. Is that what it's called? A Babe Ruth Challenge? Babe Ruth Challenge. If anybody's heard of the Babe Ruth Challenge, it is nine innings, nine hot dogs. Um, we could do this on Zoom and we, we could host this. Is, is it nine beers only or is it only dogs? Oh, nine beers and nine dogs and bun included. Got to do the bun. Got, got to bun it. What do you think is the most what – like, if you went to the store, what is the most replicable ballpark hot dog um, could, that you could compare, like, a Coliseum dog or one, you know? Do they still make, like, ballpark franks? Uh, I, you know, but they're not they're – not I know they're Michael Jordan sponsor, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Last dance know approved. If it's uh, actually ballpark approved, I, I would say maybe ballpark is – you have to go with the ballpark hot dog. Either ballpark just for the name, or maybe uh, I think Nathan's would probably be pretty close to some of the larger dogs you get at a ballpark. I was gonna say Nathan's or Hebrew Nationals, the all beef Franks. 
So we'll make those the three acceptable hot three dogs. Ex- or, hey, actually, you know what? Coming up after this, we're going to do the three acceptable hot dogs for the Babe Ruth Challenge, um, and then we'll do a beer vote, and then we'll, we'll be choosing the beer and hot dogs of y'all's choice. Yeah, we'll do, like, for beer, we'll do, like, you know, like the $5 Bud Lights from the Coliseum, and then we'll do, like, look, if you want, you could do the $20 upgraded premium. <laughs> or, uh, no, you guys probably don't ever go to Dodgers games, or you get a $26 Michelada. <laughs> I went to Dodger Stadium once. It was enough. It was enough. It's been there enough. Well, um, anyway, we're not but, enough uh, about the yeah. Dodgers. Back to uh, good old Bay Baseball. Tyler and I put up a little, uh, um, we decided to do the classic. If you had $15 and you had a choice between some Bay Area legends in the last 10 years. Yeah, so it's like one of those grids you see like Bleacher Report put up a lot or whatever, where it's like, you know, $15, build your infield. And basically what uh, Clay and I did is we decided just to make it 2010 Bay Area infielders. So basically, if you had a pulse, then you played more than a handful of games in an infield position for uh, the A's or the Giants in the 2010s, you're probably on this grid. Um we did kind of we we tried to kind of alternate it as much as we could Giants and A's, um, so it's not like you know a bunch of Giants in one category, a bunch of A's in the others. So uh, and we kind of like envisioned like the peak when we were kind of ranking players we, that they're like peak performance in the Bay. Exactly, exactly. It's not. Uh... We, we were going to go by year, um, but then we decided, uh, you know, there's just so much overlap and it's hard to really pinpoint certain. Yeah, just like the, this player life. at their best as a, a Bay Area baseball player. Um, we will put the grid up on the on the Twitter for everybody, but uh, I think I'll run down the list really quick. Just yeah. so everyone who's listening without seeing the grid first knows what the grid is. Uh, so a catcher from five to one, we got Buster Posey. Kurt Suzuki, Nick Hunley, Stephen Vogt, A's edition, and Eli Whiteside. You may call him Buddy the Elf with the gray hair. Uh, first base, we got Matt Olson, Brandon Belt, Yonder Alonzo, Aubrey Huff, and Travis Ishikawa. Uh, second base, we got Joe Panic, Mark Ellis, Marco Scudero, <laughs> Giants edition, uh, Eric Sogard. Jameel Weeks. Uh, third base, we got Josh Donaldson, Pablo Sandoval, Matt Chapman, Evan Longoria, and Brett Lowry. And at shortstop, we got Brandon Crawford, Marcus Simeon, Juan Uribe, Cliff Pennington, and Edgar Renteria. So quick rundown there. And Kate, so you can paint that. We just painted the picture for you of what the grid looks like. You'll be able to look at it later and let us know how terrible our picks are and let us know who your infield is yeah yeah if you feel like we you know it was a tough picks over at third base and shortstop where do you place these guys so uh, we did our best and we wanted to mix it up so it didn't look like a bunch of a's were next to each other a bunch of giants were next to each other so uh we hope give us some uh, some feedback because maybe some people that we missed that were uh that would been on your grid yeah i mean there's definitely some uh some values on this uh on this grid partially for the alternation part of like like third base, I think was tough to do because Chapman is obviously like a certified stud, but you got Donaldson who won an MVP for the A's. You got Pablo Sandoval who won a world series, you know, postseason hero world series MVP for the giants. Also a uh, budding pitching star. So, you know, 
It's a, that's a tough one, and I mean, even even I think another is a great third baseman. I mean, it's a that's a it's a tough yeah. to put him at a two dollars spot, but uh, what a great deal if you're on the grid. Third is definitely the most stacked Bay Area baseball position of the last decade. <laughs> we don't uh, mess with that corner. Yeah, another another year or two. I mean, Chapman's probably number one or two on this list for sure. Yes. Yeah, this, this uh, season, man, Olsen and Chapman. That's why I, that's why I think we got Olsen up there at number one on first base is because he was injured last season still had a screamer of a half of the season. Yeah. Uh, Yonder Alonso just barely made it in there on the <laughs> – uh, so I'll, I'll go first. I, 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 uh, on my pick, I've got I've got catcher. I've got Stephen Vogt, the the long time. Um, he's now a Diamondback, unfortunately, but uh, he's just played with the Giants and, and the A's for so long. He's always been a favorite. And so um, you believe in Stephen Vogt still? <laughs> yes, uh, it's uh, it's it's tough to see him go to the Diamondbacks. It would have been awesome to see him stay, but got to change things up. Uh, Alonzo, I got him over. Um, I felt like I was getting a great deal for $3 for Yonder Alonzo, and it allowed me to open up second base for Mark Ellis, the uh, Oakland A's legend. Didn't, didn't, got injured pretty much for everybody else, but just destroyed it. Um, one of the few guys to hit for the, uh, um, to, uh, hit it well and play as well over at second base as he did. Yeah. Um, I've got Chap, and then I had Chapman at third base, and then Juan Uribe. Um, just felt like that would be an absolutely all-star infield. Alonzo, Ellis, Chapman, Uribe. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I I ended up – I had a, a couple tough decisions. I actually ended up with two different lineups. I'm going to go with the first one, the one I gave you, Clay. And if we have time, I'll hop in. I'll give you my quick second one. But uh, got to start with Buster Posey. I kind of chose Buster because, like, looking at this, I like to kind of look at, like, where is there, like – one position where there's like one player who's clearly better above and beyond all the other ones. And I mean, I mean the other giants on the catcher or Hunley and Whiteside, they're not, I mean, they're still professional athletes, but you know, he's been the one of the best catchers in baseball for a decade. Now, if you take his MVP caliber season in 2012 and kind of look at that compared to some of these other guys peaks, it's just uh, above and beyond uh, the rest of the crew there. And I've mentioned it before. I'm a former catcher. I love me a good catcher. So I'm going with the best catcher in, in baseball with Buster. Uh, first base, I decided to save some money here. Because <laughs> I, I went Travis Ishikawa. Um, I mean, uh, between Olsen and Belt, you know, there's some solid options. If you want to be a piece of shit, you choose Aubrey Huff. I decided to just save all the monies at first base and go with uh, go with Ishi there. Uh, with, <laughs> it's a massive trade, but I, I like it. I like Ishi. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he's a journeyman. Um, <laughs> journeyman, yeah, seasoned. Uh, third or uh, second base, I went with uh, Marco Scudero. I felt like you know, just kind of a solid, you know, three dollar pick there. I mean solid offensively you know you knew he'd always put the ball in play he had that magical run for the for the giants in 2012 as well so it's hard not to love that guy um you know you'll at least get consistent play out of him so i went there uh, i mentioned it earlier chapman's probably the best value which is another thing i look for on these grids like where's the best value and i kind of make sure that i try to fit that in and chapman's the best value on this on this grid i think and that left me with $3 for shortstop, which put me at Juan. Ooh, 
Uribe. Uribe. We both wanted Uribe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, and the best part is we've we talked about is uh, Juan Uribe won't know any of the teammates on his grid. So he wouldn't he, even know. Yeah. He's, he's, you just stick him out there at short, tell him to catch the ball, hit the ball, and he'll say, uh, you know. I was, I was telling Tyler, I was listening to a little bit of Uribe on, uh, on the White Sox podcast this morning. But, yeah, Uribe didn't remember all but maybe three or four players on the White Sox when they won the World Series. Didn't even remember the players' names. Uh, pretty sure you remember TJ as PK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a character. Um, he's and a character, then... and he likes to hit the ball really far. So, I mean, and then when. me up. He didn't know uh, Bruce Bochy apparently was trying to match dollar for dollar on Rivers. He said, we want Uribe. We'll, we'll match dollar for dollar. Whatever the Dodgers are going to spend, we'll spend it. And Uribe apparently read that or misheard that <laughs> and just took took the 21 over 20. He could have really negotiated himself a sweet contract, but uh, he just said, nope, 21 is better than 20, so I'm going He could have just come back and said, like, the Dodgers offered me 22 and gotten an extra <laughs> He's never the negotiator, but always the the player. I've, I've heard he's interesting to play with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really quick, can I run down my second lineup for you? The one that I was. Oh yeah, no, yeah, we all want to hear. Yeah, what was the alt alt tonight? Because uh, we all know Chapman and Uribe aren't the only uh, people on that side of the field. Yeah. So uh, taking a little spin on it. I decided, you know, what if I didn't want to spend five bucks on Buster and maybe upgrade somewhere else. So my other lineup, uh, two of the players are the same, but I went with uh, Nick Hunley at number uh, for $3 because, you know, he he's really good defensive catcher and he could run into one at the plate every once in a while. Then I decided to go all in $5 for Matt Olson, uh, get, a, get a stud over there at first. Then I kept Scudero and Chapman the same. You know, can't pass up Chapman as much as how, no matter how great Donaldson or Pablo are. Tough to pass on Chapman for three bucks, and that led me with uh, one dollar for Renteria, which I mean, he's uh, you know, his time in the Bay, he he was banged up a little bit, but he had a solid season, won World Series MVP there as well. It's crazy that you've got like all these World Series MVPs on the board. Um, well, you just had a really solid career. He's kind of like Scudero; you knew he'd give you solid defense, and then you know he knew how to handle the the lumber. So, yeah, I went Huntley, Olsen, Scudero, Chapman, Renteria as my second lineup, the one I almost went with. I Yeah, no, I like that as a, as a backup. No, I mean, and I, I had my thoughts about having, you know, uh, going for Josh Donaldson over Chapman. I mean, just because of the, the amazing uh, <laughs> uh, beginning he had with the A's um, and just, you know, it's funny. I think that's the reason you got a lot of MVPs for the A's is they – they kind of crawl in there, especially like Yonder Alonso just makes it. Um, and, and <laughs> you know, you just think of all these great players that have played one season for the A's because, you know, they got them at a, at a cheap price or because they, they got just cheap starting they out. A good year and they had to let them go before they, you know, it's almost like if, uh, you know, you were paying your rent and all of a sudden they're like, <laughs> OK, well, rent's going to be one point two million more. Too far. And then you Too just far. decided not to not to pay it. No. So I'll give my little take on that since uh, we have some babies listening. But I, so. Yeah. So let's wrap a little bow. That's our uh, that's our grid system. That's our grid. Of, yeah. That's kind of did a segue. We'll put it up on on Twitter. Let us know what you think of our picks. Tell us what your infield is. Um. Hope you enjoy it. We'll we'll probably end up building the rest of the roster here uh, in the next few weeks. Um, so let's spin uh, back to the little segue I was trying to make. Like, defend your team. 
defend my team. You know, and I, I, I don't have to defend my team. I really don't. I think I, I think defending the managers and the players, um, there's absolutely nothing that needs to be defended. Those guys are doing what they can, and they want to get back on the field playing baseball. What I am offended by is that they, uh, if, if you want to look at it, of course, COVID-19 is affecting everyone, but the city of Alameda or the county of Alameda did designate the Coliseum as a possible site um, to bring uh, – Patients who, you know, if we have an overflow in the hospitals of patients, it's, it's one of the sites that they can bring uh, a massive amount of people and treat a massive amount of people in an you know, open air environment um, and basically quarantine them over there. Um, so that didn't happen, um, obviously, or hopefully won't happen in the future. You know, we always uh, have to be yeah. concerned about that. That didn't happen. Hopefully won't happen. And the A's decided, well, since we're not using it, um, we're not going to pay rent this month. And if, you know, you really want to talk about uh, a team that says how much they want to stay in Oakland. And if you want to, if you want to actually put these kind of, you know, points out there, then pay your rent to the county, pay, pay the $1.2 million to the county, because it's obviously money that the county needs. You know, you're, you're clearly not as concerned about the community, but you know, if you, I'm not going to get, if, um, before I get even political, we can talk about owners and, and, and MLB and that kind of stuff. But if, I, if an owner has $9 million to contribute to a political campaign, they should be able to fork out $1.2 million to help their own community that they have a, a baseball team in. And if you're a billion, you know, if you make billions of dollars, you know, you, you never hear from the A's owners and that's probably for a good reason. But uh, if you're contributing that kind of money, then, you know, you should be able to fork out um, if you really want to stay there for, really for the communities. Yeah, it just seems really short-sighted not, when you have that much money as an MLB owner to not pay $1.2 million. So, like you said, if you're trying to claim that you want to stay in Oakland, you're going to have to work with the county in some capacity. And you're not really putting much motivation on them to try to help you out with any kind of new stadium. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, and, and, and I think that's what uh, you, you hear Rob Manfred saying, like, oh, we're just going to move him over to the, you know, Vegas as, a, as some sort of veiled threat. And it's and it makes you really realize that that is the uh, <laughs> where we see the difference between the owners and the players here. So I have nothing critical to say about the team of the athletics, but I do uh, feel that there's there's uh, some answers we're not getting from the ownership. But you know what? Uh, I think it'd be hard to put a one single eye on my team. Otherwise, you know, I want to keep rooting for the A's this year. I'm not going to work myself into a hole on a beautiful Memorial Day weekend when I should be watching baseball outside. Um, yeah. And so uh, moving on to, I think that the players should get much, much more money. And I hope their union, the, the players union, is successful in securing better contract for this season if they do play because those players are putting themselves at more risk than the owners right now. Yeah, it's tough because you know the the players already feel like they conceded because they already have, they already agreed. I think it was back in March that they would take a prorated version of their salary for however many games there are. So if they play eighty one instead of one sixty two, they get half of what their you know contract would have provided them for this season and now the, the owners kind of made this whole proposal without consulting the players union too much on it which is questionable and then they like kind of put in there that the players will take like another pay decrease and you know i understand the owner's position you know they're they're not going to have as much revenue coming in but they also make money hand over fist most seasons and so 
Exactly. And so for them to say like, oh, we can't take the L this season, you know, financially is, is absolutely absurd. You know, you know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> the, yeah. the, there's, there's no way you're worth nine bill and you can't, you know, fork or well, it's no, no way it's not. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I mean, the Double players left. already conceded half it. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, you, how can you like side with the players? They p- get paid millions of dollars to play a game. And it's like, yeah, you know why they make that much is because people like you and me, pay a bunch of money to go to a ballpark pay for like a $15 beer like if no one was going to the games they wouldn't have that money like they 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 are making money based off of the popularity of a sport that the fans generate and so you know and yes the players make a lot of money to play a game but the owners like the owners wouldn't be paying them that much money if they weren't making their they're not too on it so yeah it'd be it'd be absurd to say you know it's like yeah i i would rather play the pay the players money we are all would rather pay the money to the players than to think about the ownership i'd pack a lunch honestly if i was allowed to bring beer into the ballpark i'm i'm a low beggar guy though so you know i love to save money when i can um, dude if, but you, I, you don't know, even, have, I to, could, you don't I even have to pack the beer you just stop on that bridge over from bar that's ice right. cold beer get it right here <laughs> that's right baby uh yeah no i miss it don't don't remind me i'm getting nostalgic um like i I have to finish at least one modello in between the bart station and the coliseum yeah i've been to a couple games with clay and i think we've always had at least one beer on that bridge you can't not you know (laughs) you know we're supporting local business entrepreneurs that's right local entrepreneurs that's the better way to (laughs) the entrepreneurial spirit of the bay area uh yeah so um but yeah, I hope they get it done, man. Like I, I also. Oh, I was gonna put out like here's a here's a really good. Um, someone was rotating this around on Twitter. Um, that I think is a great example. A Rod, um, as you know, love him or hate him, but him he had the highest contract in the MLB twice, and he's married to super mega star worldwide sensation Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> and the two of them can't afford not to Jose Canseco. I the greatest thing that's come out of this is Jose Canseco Twitter. I don't know if anybody's been reading that oh, absolute man. gem. Um, what what day was was it? Just like Canseco. was it like Happy Easter to everyone but Alex Rodriguez? <laughs> happy Mother's Day, man. Happy he Mother's went hard Day. on him. Oh, he didn't even <laughs> care. Happy Mother's Day to everyone but a Rod. Oh man. Um, but yeah, I mean, I also think too, like, yeah, they might not make as much money this year, but I think if they can be like the first, obviously the way I'm talking, this is all, if it's deemed safe for the players, I'm not saying just throw them out there to help the sport, but if it's, if it, it's deemed healthy, the players agree, like, okay, we think you've done, you know, there's enough precautions in line, whatever sport comes back first is going to, it's going to probably carry a lot of weight with the, you know, American sports fans being, you knowing that like they, we're able to like it's almost like uh, when baseball returned a week or a week and a half after September 11th. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone remembers that. Everyone will remember when baseball or basketball or whatever came back after COVID 19. And so, if it's again, that's only if it's safe and the players feel it's cool to come back. Like, I think that'll carry a lot of weight too. And I think that will help uh, a lot of uh, the, the popularity of the game moving forward as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, and also it's scary because with collective bargaining coming up i think it's after next i'm blanking right now if it's after this year or after next year the the collective bargaining agreement's over and so the, the owners and players are gonna have to reach a an agreement or else we'll face either a lockout or a strike you can't 
if you can get out there this year, you can't have it to where that's like the, the look to the fans is where we're arguing over money already. And that's, again. You know, and that's where I just got to give it to the owner. It's like the owners, you guys got to succeed at a certain point. These players, like they're worth this, it, it, you know, do you want the lockout? Do you want the strike? And at a certain point, it's like, yeah, you know, you want to double it up. These players could strike because they're, you know, there's they, they outnumber the owners. It's uh, by a very very long shot. I am the captain now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, gosh, you know, uh, uh, are we gonna watch like community closed caption television? Or is it or, like community access television baseball games? We were. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. Hopefully we have. Uh, hopefully we didn't choose i mean i think we already did pick the worst year to start a baseball podcast yeah possibly but we hope you're still <laughs> but, uh, tuning in and loving us i mean unless someone in like july of like 94 was like let's start a baseball podcast and then like oh obviously there was no podcast back then let's start a show and then like the strike happens like going back through history i think that would have been the only time like free podcast that would have been worse than right now there was only um, so hopefully we get rewarded we get a little bit of a baseball actual baseball to talk about at some point in I mean, the inaugural baby baseball season Gosh, would they have even been able to have podcasts without baseball? I mean, like, I just think that was us years back. Anyway, uh, <laughs> world without baseball. We'll, we'll hopefully be returning to you guys soon with some more fun grids. Um, we're going to do pitching. We're going to talk about outfielders because uh, we also crush in outfielders in the Bay Area. Yeah. Um, some of the best of all time. Absolutely. Uh, so, all right. So, I'm going to cue it up a little bit. We love you guys. Muito obrigado. Ooh, I had that on my notes today, too. Muito obrigado. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be in contact soon. Uh, build your infield for us. Let us know what it looks like. And uh, let us know how much you love us. You guys have a good Memorial Day. Absolutely. Happy Memorial Day and a bay bay. Hey, 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 bay bay.